Hi, Scott and John here. Yeah, folks, the world is fast approaching the end game, and we are trying to expose the upcoming deception before time runs out. We want to make this a full-time goal, and we need your support to fight the satanic global elite. So here's how you can help. Subscribe to the new Bible Mysteries Premium Podcast to listen to every episode ad-free. Plus, get full access to our special guest interviews and special events, downloadable show notes, our Bible Mysteries monthly newsletter, and access to a new community forum. Sure. So just go to BibleMysteries.Supercast.com or you can click the uh, link in the show notes to get started today. Thanks again. Welcome to Bible Mysteries. You're listening to episode number 23, The Masonic Order, Part 2. What if there are secrets in the Bible the world doesn't want you to know? Are you ready to take the red pill? And now, here are your hosts, Scott and Zena. Welcome back to Bible Mystery Podcast. I am Zena, and I'm here with Scott Mitchell. And we're so glad that you guys are back to join with us. We're glad that you guys decided to take the red pill. And are you ready for part two? Yes, we're ready for part two of the Masonic Order. It feels good having reverse roles. Right? <laughs> I like that. You sound so much better at this than me. Ah, psych, psych. <laughs> Not true. Anyway, well, we're very happy you could join us today. And as you recall, last week we were talking about the Masonic Order. Yes. And we were just getting into a lot of the history of what the Bible talks about that we can begin to apply today when we start looking at the symbolism yes of the and we're going to use as i mentioned last week we're going to be using the website masonicfind.com we want to look at their words and their own you know, their their beliefs and their own words yes. so that we can apply what they say uh, to what we're going to try to analyze by scripture. Yeah, we definitely don't want to misinterpret them or misquote them. Exactly, exactly. And and let me say too that there's many of our listeners that may have friends or family members that are members of the Masonic Lodge or Freemasons or whatever. And there is an entire group or portion of their organization that is structured to just be a fraternal civic organization. There's nothing necessarily sinister about that. You know, they're probably doing good things like Shiners and Shriners, I'm sorry, <laughs> and, uh, you know, Lions Club and Elks Lodge and things like that. Mm -hmm. But there is a much higher order and there's a disguise for the bad things that are going on. Yes. The back, much like anything. So we're going to look at that symbolism today. So one of the symbols of Masonic teaching is the all-seeing eye. Now, we've discussed this one before. Yes, right? we have. So according to their website, it is also known as the Eye of Providence or, or the Masonic Eye. In Freemasonry, the all-seeing eye is a symbol used to remind members that the great architect of the universe, God, is observing all deeds, actions, and human thoughts. Now, those are their words. Now, think about that. The great architect of the universe. You know, God never calls himself that. No. Nowhere in scripture. And, you know, the word God can mean a lot of things mm -hmm. to a lot of people. Nowhere does God ever say or call himself the all-seeing eye. So no. this symbolism is created as a diversion. It's supposed to make us think about the God of creation. But in reality, Exodus chapter 20 in the Bible says these words, 
And, and this is where the law of Moses was given. So I think many listeners are going to be somewhat familiar with these passage. It says in verse 1 of Exodus 20, And God spake all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them nor serve them, for I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God. So right off the bat, they're claiming an eye symbol is a picture of God. Yeah. When God said, don't make any image of anything. So you can tell from the beginning they're actually violating the law of Moses, which is the very thing they claim to get some of their yeah. inspiration from. So any kind of image is going to be wrong or bad, okay? Because we have no idea what God even looks like. That's right. He's called invisible in the Bible, and the only one that ever said anything relating to his appearance was Jesus Christ when he said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. You know, he says, I and my Father are one, and the book of Hebrews says Jesus is the express image of God's person. So if you see the man Christ Jesus, that's what God looks like. But he's invisible, so he's a spirit. Yes. The square and compass is a Masonic symbol. Now, this is the one most people are familiar with. It's a compass on the top in the shape of a V upside down, and then the square, like a builder's square, is in the bottom in the shape of a V going up, and usually in set in something else, like a circle or another emblem. No, I'm not familiar <clears throat> with this one. Well, this is the one, if you ever drive by a Masonic Lodge, you're going to see the symbol on the building somewhere. somewhere. Okay. Yep. And there, there's a Scottish Rite Lodge in San Antonio. You know, so there's almost every major city has one. So according to their website, the compass stands for the ability to mark a clear boundary around our desires and passion. It represents self-restraint and control, which is the basis of morality and wisdom. The square and compass combined serve as a reminder to Freemasons to explore personal desires and passions while maintaining morality. Now, that's an interesting thing because it's the idea that man of his own volition can control his own sins. It is not true. Not according to the Bible. You know, to give man the credit that if we just, if I control myself, I'm going to be able to be all right. Well, the, as I spoke you know, before the law was given to show man that he can't keep it and he needs a savior. Yes. But even more telling than that, we read these words in the book of Romans chapter three that God gave to Paul to write. And he says this, as it is written, verse 10, there is none righteous. No, not one. There is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. Their throat is an open sepulcher, grave. With their tongues, they've used deceit. The poison of asps, venomous snakes, is under their lips, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. This is, this is the Bible's description of humanity, right? Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their ways. And the way of peace have they not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. So the doctrine of Freemasonry in that the compass and the square represent man's ability to control himself yeah. seems to fly in the face of what God says. Nobody can do good. What we need is redemption. Yes. We need a merciful Savior rather than, I can do this. Mm -hmm. I got this. Right? Like this is man saying to God, I got this. Yeah. <laughs> we are so far from perfect. We need Amen. forgiveness and 
Yeah, no, we definitely can't do it without God. So if you don't need forgiveness, you really don't need God. Right? right? You sort of become your own God. And essentially, that's kind of what this is, God makers. Don't listen to them. Sorry. The blazing star is another symbol that the Masonic uh, find tells us about. Masonicfind.com. First, the Masonic blazing star represents God. So we've already determined that we're not supposed to do that. Yes. The highest being who shines his light upon us, making us better people in the society. Well, it's true that the saints of God have the spirit of God to live our lives in a better way than we would without him. Mm-hmm. But they're not talking about any kind of salvation here. No. And they they actually don't allow a specific religion's doctrine to control them. It, they are their own religion. It continues and says, it also reminds Masons of God's omnipresent nature, indicating that he is with us regardless of where we are. Second, the Masonic blazing star represents the sun, which casts its rays upon the earth, giving everything a life. Some ancient religions worship the sun. Now, notice how they throw that little thing in there. Some ancient religions worship the sun. Every ancient religion, practically, yeah. worshiped the sun. And it's from whence we get all these things like Moloch and you know um, Ashtoreth and the rest of that. So it's sort of a nod to me to the ancient mystery religions where all this stuff came from. And I do believe that's what they're patterned after. So in trying to represent something as God, they've already violated the idea that God is uh, a symbol, that God can be represented yes. by the sun. And the Bible does describe allegories as Christ is as the son coming out of his chamber in the bridegroom, and he's called the son of righteousness. Mm-hmm. But it always points to Jesus. Yes. Not, and this could be interpreted as any God. Is there another God we can think of that brings light? How about the very word Lucifer, which means light bearer? Lucifer, the word, is Latin for Luke's light and ferrer, to bear or to carry forth. Lucifer, the light bearer, right? Wow. Who is their God anyway? Lucifer. Evidently, Isaiah chapter 14, just to remind our listeners, is the only passage in the Bible where that name appears. And it's in verse 12 of Isaiah 14, where we read, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground which didst weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. Incidentally, have you ever heard the name Saul Alinsky? I have not. Okay. He is the author of a book called Rules for Radicals. And it is basically the handbook of all Marxist socialist revolutionaries. They use this book to determine the steps they're going to make to overthrow capitalism, overthrow free market systems, overthrow governments, and everything else. If you search it out, you'll find that all leftists follow the rules for radicals. And Saul Alinsky wrote that book, and in the opening page, he dedicated it to Lucifer, the first rebel. So that tells you something about the nature of Marxism and socialism. Yeah. Now, the next symbol that we come to is a Freemason symbol called the two-headed eagle. 
which looks weird enough on its own, you know. Yeah. Uh, and it's just basically an eagle with two heads, the number 32 emblazoned in a triangle on its chest, and he's perched on a sword of some kind. So the writing says the two-headed Masonic eagle is also known as the Eagle of Lagash. The name originated from the oldest symbol in the ancient Sumerian city of Lagash. And where is Samaria? It's in Shinar. Babylon, right? It is used as a symbol of a completed alchemical process. In alchemy, the eagle represents purified sulfur and portrays a rising spirit. It stands for the reconciliation between matter and spirit. Now, alchemy is an ancient occult practice. It's a witchcraft type thing. They used to believe that if they did the right incantations and things like that, they can convert lead into gold. Okay. So it's really transmutation of material. Alchemists believe that spirit nature can be converted into matter or vice versa, and that the two can somehow come together. The Bible teaches the opposite of that. Okay? Yeah. Flesh and spirit are not the same, mm -hmm. and there's no coinciding together. In the book of Galatians, chapter 5, Paul wrote these words in verse 16. This I say then, walk in the spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. For the flesh, matter, physical, carnal, mm -hmm. lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that you would. But if you be led of the spirit, you're not under the law. So if God's Holy Spirit leads a believer because they've trusted Christ and it indwells them and they're sealed by it, it would not have them follow the works of the law, which already did its job. If the law convicted you that you're a sinner and you need a savior, its purpose is through. Yes. Then you've trusted Christ and you're part of the new covenant. Mm -hmm. Here, they're basically trying to reconcile flesh and spirit and maintain the works of the law. And that is satanic. It's a system of works and gaining righteousness through your own works. Again, you don't need God. If I can do this, I got this, mm -hmm. right? It all comes back to that. The two Masonic pillars are going to come into play. And what you're going to notice in that picture is there's two pillars are on a floor of a what looks like a checkerboard. Yes. Now, that checkerboard is going to come extremely significant to a lot of occult symbolism. And it represents duality. So it's like we're talking about the, the reconciling of flesh and spirit, matter and spirit. It's used in so many things, particularly in mind control. And we'll do a whole thing on mind control later. But according to the MasonicFind.com, these two pillars are constructed at the entrance of Masonic lodges. In the Bible, notice how often they quote the Bible. Yeah. Two pillars known as Boaz and Jachin stood at the porch of Solomon's temple. In Freemasonry, the two pillars symbolize opposite pairs, good and evil, light and darkness, active and passive. Well, God says in him dwells no evil and there's no darkness. So why would his symbolism ever include darkness? Yeah. God's not going to include darkness. Mm -hmm. The two pillars symbolize opposite pairs, positive and negative, yes and no, outside and inside, duality. You see, two, two, man and woman. Brother C.W. Ledbetter, who must have been a Mason, a high-ranking Mason, states that in the harmonious working of these two laws, a man may attain stability and strength required to reach the circle within which a master Mason cannot err. 
What is an error? I have no idea. It's sin. Error. It's the root of the word error. Make a mistake. They believe a master mason reaches the point where they don't make mistakes. They don't commit sins. That's godhood. I mean, us living is a sin. <laughs> Practically so, every day, right? I mean, <laughs> sorry, brother. <laughs> so Brother Ledbetter thinks that this duality is ultimately where man attains by his own works and merits and self-control the ability to no longer err, to no longer make mistakes. Well, 1 John chapter 1 Verse 8, just taking it out of context, but because that's all we need to do. It says, <laughs> if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Okay. That yeah. brother, you brother, gotta go there. Brother uh, Ledbetter has some learning to do. Yeah, he is just spewing lies. So you can begin to see that even on the surface when this looks like kind of good philosophy, mm -hmm. you know, we should strive to do better and help our fellow man. Beneath the surface is a sinister underpinning. Yeah. Always referring back to the Bible, but the types in the Bible that are not good. The law, Solomon's temple, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and here's the Masonic pavement symbol. Now, that's that same checkerboard. Very interesting. Right? The floor of Masonic lodges is made of mosaic pavements, various stones joined together to form a pattern in the form of painting. It is said that King Solomon's temple flooring incorporated black and white mosaic pavements. I don't believe that it did. It is said is not in the Bible. Yeah. Okay. First of all, the book of Ezekiel chapter 8 verse 7 says that when God's people turned away from him and put themselves under the system of the regulations of the Mosaic law, Christ rebuked them for thinking they could by their own works gain righteousness. Yeah. Okay. But long before that, notice in chapter 8 of Ezekiel chapter 8 verse 7 we read, and he, the Lord, brought me to the door of the court, and it's the court of the temple of Solomon. And when I looked, behold, a hole in the wall. Then said he unto me, son of man, that's a term for a prophet, God telling Ezekiel, son of man, dig now in the wall. <laughs> and when I digged in the wall, behold, a door. And he said unto me, go in and behold the wicked abominations that they do here in God's temple. So I went in and saw, and behold, every form of creeping things and abominable beasts, and all the idols of the house of Israel portrayed upon the wall round about. So if there was ever a black and white checkered floor in the temple of Solomon, it's because they came in and they adulterated it. And there's more, verse 11. There stood before them 70 men of the ancients of the house of Israel, and in the midst of them stood, and the name I'm going to try to pronounce, Jeazaniah, the son of Shaphan, with every man his censer in his hand, an incense burner. And a thick cloud of incense went up. Then said he unto me, Son of man, hast thou seen what the ancients of the house of Israel do in the dark? Every man in the chambers of his imagery? For they say, The Lord seeth us not. The Lord hath forsaken the earth. And it goes on again and again to say, Have you seen this? I'll show you worse. Have you seen this? I'll show you worse. And every time he's shown an image inside the temple of the idolatry and the things they were doing and trying to hide it from the Lord. Hidden, secret, is a cult, mm -hmm. the meaning of the word. So men try to hide what they do in their temples, thinking they can hide it from God. Ever notice if you've ever seen a Masonic lodge, they have no windows. They don't. Or they're blacked out 
with some sort of image, you know, some sort of painting or something like that. Yeah. They're hiding something. Now, people think, oh, they're just a bunch of goofballs with a bunch of secret rituals. No, it's not that simple. <laughs> now, we're going to take a moment to talk about this um, duality floor checkerboard thing. Okay. Because there's a website that I can refer the listeners to go to. It's called exposingthematrix.blogspot.com. If you want to learn more about the media and culture's usage of the Masonic pavement, they don't use a lot of all their symbols, but you're about to be shocked at how much the media and culture uses Masonic patterns in their symbolism. So take a look at this here. That's what a Masonic lodge would look like on the inside. And we're wow. describing this, these weird symbols that we're seeing are all kind of in this picture. And in the floor is this checkerboard pattern of yeah. white and black squares, like a chessboard. Now, this is imagery. I don't know who Alexander McQueen is. Me either. But I know who Amy Winehouse is. Me too. A woman controlled by the global I elites, know. right? Angelina Jolie walking on a checkerboard pattern somewhere. Avril Lavigne, yellow and white instead of black, but that's a video screenshot. Here's a screenshot of Beyonce. My goodness. Here's a screenshot of Britney Spears. Wow. Here's a screenshot from uh, Christina Aguilera. You can't really see it, but it's in the background there. Oh, checkered earrings. There you go. Okay. Uh, Demi Lovato. Dr. Dre. Playing chess, but again, you get that. Drew Barrymore. Checkerboard pattern. Fergie. Duality, black and white. You know, the, the symbolism mm -hmm. is there. Scenes in the Fight Club. Hilary Duff. <laughs> Who would have thought that? Because I mean, it's too often make, to be coincidental. Yeah, like you have backpack. I mean, I used to have a backpack that had checkerboard on it. I mean, right. there's so many people in my school that had that. And there's backpack. a racing flag that's symbolic of a checkerboard. Yeah. And I don't think that's a Masonic symbol. Okay. But you're just seeing this everywhere using imagery, and and it's something creepy going on. Jesse J there, the Kardashian family. I mean, this is almost a way that there's Katy Perry. You know, why is it so often being used? Kid Cootie. Right? We're just looking at a bunch of different video stills or something. Kind yeah. Of know. You know, it's all over the place. You'll see it in award ceremonies, Lady Gaga, Leona Lewis, Lily Allen, over and over again. If you go to this website, you can just scroll through and see how often that pattern is used. Megan Fox, you know, Michael Jackson. This is somehow a way that the global elites are telling you we control them. It's just one of the many symbols. Wait do you see you get to the all-seeing eye. You know, that one's just crazy. But over and over again, Nicki Minaj. Why is it repeated over and over and over again? No doubt. Pink. You know, that, why is that symbolic constantly? Yeah. You know, that would have to mean something. Mm -hmm. You can't just say, oh, they all randomly play, you know, use this stuff. Yeah, no. right? They all randomly create videos somewhere in this thing. There's Radiohead. There's Rihanna. You know, Not Selena Gomez. Oh, all of them. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to say uh. it. Shakira. The point being, that industry is controlled by these people. Yeah. Right? So there's a tie-in. That's why I say Illuminati, Freemason, whatever. It's all the same. Mm -hmm. The satanic global elite, Tina Fey. You know, why would you choose to do this willingly? When, if, if this was everybody's doing it, there's Whitney Houston. Oh, my land is There's Willow Smith, right? There's Wiz Khalifa. 
kind of in the background there. Uh-huh. And there's so many more we could go over, you know. So the point being, there's something about that that's going on. It's not just incidental or coincidental. So I do recommend if you want to check that out, you can go see it. That's just one example of the Masonic pavement. Duality patterns, such as checkerboards, the stripes like a zebra, commonly used as triggers for mind control slaves in order to reach specific altars. And an altar, not A-R, but E-R, altar, is an altered personality. Now, when we get into talking about monarch mind control, which we're not going to do in this episode, it's extremely sinister. And we find out that they take young children and they do these mind control things to them so that they basically torture them to the point where to remove themselves from the pain, they leave their bodies, so to speak, and create an altered consciousness. So when you talk about the term schizophrenia, Mm-hmm. And the person has multiple personality. That's an altar. Oh, my goodness. That's an altar. And they can, while something is happening to them that's bad, they can sort of go into one of their altered states and, and sort of be in, like, denial, and it's released from the pain. Yeah. It's released from the abuse or whatever. So we'll, we'll have to cover that more in detail in another episode. But we just wanted you to know that that's going to come up in, when we talk about mind control. Now... We're not going to end it today at that, but that's going to be a future episode. I don't know if it'll be next one, but it's going to come up soon. Okay. Now, most, if not all, powerful world leaders, what I call the satanic global elite, are Masons. Mm -hmm. And they're higher than the 32 degrees. There's a 33rd degree of Mason. And not until you get to that level, as I understand it, do you become aware of, are you allowed to be revealed the satanic occult nature of what Freemasonry actually does. Mm -hmm. So everybody below that level is involved in what they think is a civic organization, and they're not really aware. You know, they're going through these motions, and they're reading these symbolisms as as we just read them, and they just think it's a a harmless thing, Mm -hmm. as we've read some of the things. This represents God's providence. This represents whatever. And they're not seeing it, and sometimes they're Christian people that are deceived to be a part of this. My goodness. But these Masons have an age-old plan to bring in a new world order. All right? We saw that thing on the dollar bill, that symbol Mm -hmm. of the pyramid and the all-seeing eye. Yes. And remember, we talked about that Latin. Annuit means to announce. Coiptus is like birth, like conception. So it's like announce the birth. And then novus is new, ordo is order, and seclorum is secular or the world. Essentially, that means announcing the birth of the new world order. The plan is to bring about a new world order. And the way they do that is, why do you need a new world order? Well, because the old world order is bad or something is wrong with it, right? Mm -hmm. So the global elite have decided that by divine right, they are going to be the architects and leaders in the new world order. So to bring that order about which is contrary to God's order. In other words, the type is the Tower of Babel, Mm -hmm. the new city, the new tower, a new way to become gods or reach godhood or worship the god that they worship, which is Lucifer. In order to do that, they've got to create chaos. So the world becomes so bad that we turn to them for salvation. Mm, We turn to them for order. So they have the 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 Masons have a motto. One of their sayings is a Latin ordo ab chaos, which is the Latin phrase for order out of chaos. 
All right. According to basic Illuminati or higher Masonic dogma, the New World Order will resort after a period of choreographed chaos, which the state will probably implement through war and bloodshed, or dare I say, pandemics. Which is not to say there's not a real virus, mm -hmm. but did we really have to shut down the economy and, and do all that we did? You know, did we really have to destroy the economy of the world and bring so much chaos that they can step in and say, now it's time, right? Yeah. Right? They, you know, somebody said, never let a good crisis go to waste. I think it was a politician. And when they meant that, they meant when they said that because oh they were goodness. probably Masons. Yeah. And so the idea is, okay, maybe something over here happened, like, you know, you can't predict a tsunami or an earthquake or a flood or something yeah. like that. But when that chaos happens, they can take advantage of it. Very true. So we can come in and do something to help get our fingers tightly wrapped around mm -hmm. control. Okay. Right? Okay. Now, many times it's choreographed chaos. So that's not natural events. That's, you know, a war was started for the specific purpose of destroying a country so they can gain more control. All right? So that's why it said they will probably implement it through war and bloodshed. Masonic initiates who progress and ultimately attain the 33rd degree receive a jewel with the inscription Ordo Ab Chao, indicating they are aware. And they know what's going on. And it's surrounded with three interlocking triangles. Professor George Wilhelm Friedrich Hegel, a Freemason, and a political and social scientist at the University of Berlin, maintained that man could shape history and achieve ultimate peace only through repetitive episodes of controlled conflict between opposing forces. Duality. Hegel advocated the idea that men must create, manipulate, and manage that conflict in order to create a predetermined outcome, the controlled challenge, the synthesis. So there's, there's a, three terms that are used, and those triangles represented. It's um, thesis, antithesis, synthesis. I had to think about that. I should have written it down. <laughs> and the idea is we create a problem. We provide the solution to the problem, and therefore we synthesize further into what our plan is. And that's what's happening. I do not believe in the accidental view of history anymore. I used to think things happened by accident. And, and time and chance happens to us all. The Bible says that. Yeah. I've mentioned that before. You could be in the wrong place at the wrong time. You could step off the curb and get hit by a bus. And that's chance. That's an accident. Mm -hmm. But global events of the political nature don't happen by accident. They happen by design. Yeah. Because Satan and his angels control those things. And their minions control men, and men are the power elite. Okay? We're going to look at something, and I'm going to encourage people to research this. It's called the Great Reset. Have you heard that term? I have not. Okay. Uh, it's also known as Davos Agenda 2021. All right. You've, there's something called the World Economic Forum. And that is an organization of basically these rich elites. That's who they are. They're all probably Masons, okay? They have a website, weforum.org, and you can go research these terms there. You could look up The Great Reset and Davis Agenda 2021, and you can see their own words from their own website. But they also have a YouTube channel, and their YouTube channel is called World Economic Forum. And there's a video that they put together called What is the Great Reset? And it's basically saying... This pandemic has exposed the world 
has a bad system, and we're going to bring about a new system. I'm telling you. They, and, and even in their video, they say, and there's people out there saying this is all conspiracy theory, and we're Illuminati, and we're this and that. They actually reveal that they are what we say they are. But they try to dismiss it as, but that's just a, a, a conspiracy theory. And then they go on to prove that it is, in fact, them doing exactly what we say they're doing. <laughs> so I encourage everybody to go look at that video. We're obviously not going to play the video here and have time to do that. But the whole idea is they're taking advantage of this chaos. Whether COVID-19 was built in a lab, came from a bat, whatever it is, yeah. wherever it came from, they were able to use it to their advantage here. Mm -hmm. When everybody's under more control and they lose their liberty and we're quarantined and we have to wear masks and all these mandates came down that are unconstitutional in America. Mm -hmm. Never mind, you know, what safety, you know. But now if you don't wear a mask, you're shunned, you know. Yes. And now we've got a, a, a country where if you disagree with someone in a certain thing, you're shunned because that's not the way we're supposed to think, you know. Uh, you can't talk like that. You can't be a Trump supporter or a Republican or this or that. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. You know, now if you say anything contrary to the a certain way of thinking, you're the enemy. And they're literally calling these people domestic terrorists now. Mm -hmm. Anybody who disagrees with them politically. Yes. So it's getting scary because yes. it may be the left calling the right names now. But it wouldn't matter if it was the right calling the left names now. It's still totalitarian control. Yes. I don't care who's in power. So what that points to is we'll go back to the Bible now. And I want to read something in Psalm chapter 2, starting in verse 1. This is a picture. In reality, there's a context that has to do with the thousand-year reign of Christ when he comes back to the earth. But it's also a picture of this group, this Davos crowd, these Masons, these Illuminatis, this satanic global elite. Because we read in verse 1, why do the heathen rage? Heathen is another word for Gentiles, nations. Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed. The word anointed in Greek is Christos, Christ. Okay. His anointed is Christ. Messiah, mm -hmm. saying, verse 3, let us break their bands asunder. A band is like, you know, restrictions. Uh, they used to call it, we, today we would call them handcuffs, <laughs> right? Or zip ties, yeah. whatever they use now. But back in the days, they used to put these shackles on people's hat with chains, you know, in a prison somewhere. Okay. Or a slave ship or something where they, or the ankles mm -hmm. and the feet. So bands, all right? So he's saying, let us break. The nations are saying, let us break their bands, God and his anointed bands. Is he restraining them somehow? Yeah. And cast away their cords from us. Because when the Lord comes back, he's going to rule the nations with a rod of iron. And you know why? Because they're so wicked. If they don't have a righteous king over them, because the last time they tried to do it themselves, they put the global elite in charge. Very true. All right. So here's a picture of them saying, we don't want to be under his control anymore. Mm -hmm. Let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. And this is what they say. But God, he that sitteth in the heavens, shall laugh. God's going to laugh at their attempt at rebellion. The Lord shall have them in derision. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath and vex them in his sore displeasure. You know, at that moment, God's going to pour his wrath out upon them. Yet, he says, have I set my king upon my holy hill of Zion, Jerusalem. And who is the king? Christ. 
I will declare the decree. The Lord hath said unto me, Thou art my son. This day have I begotten thee. Christ, the anointed, is his son. Mm -hmm. He says, Ask of me, and I shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. You know who God gave the nations to? His son. You know who wants them? Lucifer. You got it. You got it. So you can see why he's got his church and his city and his people. Mm -hmm. He's trying to stop this. Yeah. He wants to control the world. He doesn't want to lose it. And when Christ comes back, he's going to lose it. So he's trying to figure that out. And he says in verse 9, Thou shalt break them. Christ, the Son, is going to break the nations with a rod of iron. Thou shalt dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. And the rod of iron is literally the sword of his mouth, which is the word of God. Be wise now, therefore, O you kings, be instructed. God's even given them an opportunity. Yeah. Ye judges of the earth, serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son, lest he be angry and you perish from the way when his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are all they that put their trust in him. Mm -hmm. So even though this is a picture of national rebellion and the kings and the rulers of the earth against the Lord and his Christ, he's saying, you've got an opportunity if you'll turn. Kiss the son while you can. You know, um, I was a fan when I was growing up of Jimi Hendrix. It's a great guitar player. Yes. And he sang a song where he said, excuse me while I kiss the sky. That's the lyric, you know. Purple Haze, <laughs> that was his song, right? <laughs> and he said, excuse me while I kiss the sky. But we used to joke when we were kids because it sounded like he was saying, excuse me while I kiss this guy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and when I first read this verse, kiss the sun, I thought, maybe Jimmy was on to something. Right. Maybe he was actually saying, kiss this guy, and he was talking about the Lord. <laughs> anyway, back to seriousness. <laughs> So the book of Isaiah has another passage, and we read this not too long ago, and you remember how much fun Isaiah 24 was when we talked about the earth reeling to and fro as a drunkard and all the cataclysm that's going to come soon when God pours his wrath out on the earth. I know. Yeah, I mean, the planets, I mean, the, the continents shifting out of their place. But here's the reason why, because he's going after these global elites. Verse 21 says, and it shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall punish the host of the high ones that are on high and the kings of the earth upon the earth. And that's this group of people that thinks they can defy God. I know. That's this Davos group and the Great Reset and Agenda 2021 and the Freemasons and the Illuminati and whoever, you know. Mm -hmm. They shall be gathered together as prisoners are gathered in the pit and shall be shut up in the prison. And after many days shall they be visited. Then the moon shall be confounded and the sun ashamed when the Lord of hosts shall reign in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem and before his ancients gloriously. So the Lord will come back. He's going to reign over the earth. They will not succeed in this attempt. They're Good. going to do a lot. They're going to bring totalitarian control. They're going to ruin this nation and every other nation they touch. They're going to set about the ten kings that will give their power to the beast. And the beast of the Antichrist will make war against God and his saints, but he will be defeated. The angels of Satan will be cast down, and uh, the Lord will return and establish righteousness. But in the meantime, we're looking at and seeing their symbolism. You know, they are basically saying in every type of media and culture that, that we, know, we own this, we control this, we do this. And so there's another thing I want to close with that our listeners can't see, but I'm going to share it with Zena to see. Uh, because one of the things, oh, by the way, this is the website for the World Economic Forum. 
and they've got all this stuff about the Great Reset, the Davis Agenda, and these are the movers and shakers of the world. These are captains of industry and banking and uh, global politics. I mean, all of the leaders are, are part of this. So you don't need to take my word for it. Go read what they say about their agenda in their own words, yes. okay? And then that right there, the one I sign. Wow. The all-seeing eye. Look at how much that is used in media and culture. And that's just a, what she's looking at is a montage of a bunch of pictures of media personalities. And I don't know who most of these people are. I recognize one or two of them. But I think that's Bono and I think that's Justin Bieber and Katy Perry or whatever. But they're all people holding their hand up, covering one of their eyes with a six out of their hand. You know, yeah. Right? And uh, Marilyn Manson, whatever. I don't know who all these people are. But um, this is, uh, again, thevigilantcitizen.com. If you want to go read a great article, it's called Proof of Absolute Control by the Occult Elite and how this one-eye sign in mass media serves another purpose. It proves that all outlets of mass media are owned by a, by a very small elite group. And within the same symbolism, we saw all the, that Masonic floor, mm-hmm. that dual pattern thing. Yeah, and all it, the checkers. It's all part of the same thing. And so this is called the one-eye sign, its origins and occult meaning. So you can check that out at thevigilantcitizen.com or just vigilantcitizen.com. Uh, we'll do a... Uh, a more thorough expose of the one I sign when we get into monarch and mind control. But as I scroll through this, I just want you to see that there's the Masonic symbol of the one eye within the compass and square. Yeah. Right. Okay. And it's got its origins in certain things from, uh, I think that's from Turkey, the Nazar, which was supposed to ward away evil spirits. Uh, Nazar, I imagine is how you say it. There's the Egyptian symbol of uh, Ra, the eye of Horus. It's, all, it's been a part of our of culture for thousands of years, yeah. right? Uh, that's the ancient depiction of Odin, the father of Thor, who lost an eye. Yeah. Right? You know, even in the movies, he loses an eye. <laughs> uh, there's the Masonic floor and the symbolism. And notice the all-seeing eye and the satanic pentagram there. And the two pillars and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, there's the dollar bill. And even in the Declaration of Human Rights, you've got the all-seeing eye up there. Wow. And then that's some sort of symbol for the Ordo. Basically, it's the Knights Templar, which is another offshoot of Illuminati-type things. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's see, Islam has a symbol version of it. That's the book 1984, George Orwell. And there's Big Brother. Oh, my goodness. So the, you know, to me, the Great Reset... Um, the Freemasonry, the Illuminati, the All-Seeing Eye, it's all the same thing. Big Brother, we're watching you. Yeah. Government becomes God. We've already talked about you know, media people, Katy Perry hiding an eye. Um, and then this is where it gets very, very disturbing. I'm not going to get into a lot of it right now, but when we talk about mind control and the, the abuse they do to children and this pedophile ring and stuff that's going on, yeah. there's a woman that was a victim of that. Her name is Kim Noble. And she has no recollection of the abuse whatsoever, but she has something like 13 distinct different alters or personalities. So she's got whatever you call that, schizophrenia or whatever that diagnosis is. But each one of those personalities paints. And so she's got like 13 different artists living inside her. My goodness. And each one paints these different styles of painting. And this is one of her paintings. But it gets far more disturbing than that because some of the paintings that she paints are of 
literal the child abuse happening while it's happening by these pedophiles. My goodness. And they show the children that are being abused, there's like a spiritual version of them floating above them yeah. as they try to escape in their altar, the alternate reality. That's all part of monarch mind controlling. And all of this is being done by these people. The, the satanic global elite control celebrities. They control the media. They control the banking industries and the politics of the world. And they are hiding a very sinister version of the horror of Moloch behind the scenes to what they're doing to these kids. They kill them, they abuse them, they torture them, they sexually abuse them. And um, hopefully one day the Lord's going to come back and put it into all this. Yes. It gets disturbing, but the good news, like we saw, is the Lord is going to punish the host of the high ones. He is Very coming back. Very true. So I encourage every one of you that is disturbed by this to realize that there's hope in Christ Jesus. He's going to restore it. He's going to put an end to this, and he is going to judge the world, thankfully. Yes. So I thank you for being here today. I'm sorry that sometimes the subject matter is disturbing. <laughs> right. But we want to reveal the truth about it. And like I said, we are asking you to take the red pill. So once you see this, you'll see how, how great the need is for people to turn back to the Lord and his plan of redemption. Well, the truth is not always pretty. It is not. But thank God for the Lord Jesus Christ. So, yes. Zena, thank you for you being here today. Well, of course. Anytime. And we appreciate you all listening. Thank you guys for subscribing. If you haven't subscribed, what are you doing? Hit that button, like our video, share it, and then comment down below something new you've learned or something you want us to go over in our podcast. Thanks again. You guys have a great week. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening today. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to Bible Mysteries and share it with a friend. If you want to learn more, you can go to Unlock the Bible Now. That's utbnow.com. Thanks again for listening, and don't forget to subscribe to Bible Mysteries Premium Podcast. You can even gift a subscription to a friend. That's right. Remember, just go to biblemysteries.supercast.com to join and help us expose the satanic global elite, or make a tax-deductible donation at utbnow.com. We need your help to fight the global censorship of the truth. Thanks for your support.